Hello, everybody. Hey. Welcome to the podcast. Macaw Welcome. Podcast Universe. Yes, yeah. Intro the pod. Why don't you do it? This, this time. is the Macaw Podcast Universe, where Micah and I cover film franchises, and we analyze what works, what doesn't work, why things are wonderful in the series, and why things aren't wonderful in the series. And today, we're starting a brand spanking new series. And the series is called... Well, the actual series is called The Twilight Saga. So for the next five weeks, we will be covering Twilight, which is very... Exciting. Exciting. Um, We'll get more into that later, but we've been trying a new thing on the podcast since um, Harry Potter, and then we thought of one for Toy Story. We're still trying to think of ones for our previous series, but we're naming the series our own series. So this is the series, and Jordan named it this, the Maximum Teenage Angst series, colon, Overdrive. So, welcome to the next five weeks of Maximum Teenage Angst series, Overdrive. Um, yes, so here we are. It's Twilight. Uh, do you want to talk about your... My experience Your with experience it? with yeah. just the... this? Wait, let's set the table for the listener on how we view this series. Sure. So, I uh, read the books, all the books, devoured them. Wow. Uh, and a, and a, I always read as a kid and as a young adult, but I, there was definitely a time where I didn't read as much. And I really think that these books kind of got me back into reading a oh, lot. Oh, wow. I think because okay. I just powered through them. <laughs> um, and so when the movie, they announced that they're making movies, it was like, what could be more perfect in this mm-hmm. world? Um, I Well, maybe I wonder if they we knew the movie was going to happen before I started reading it. Either way, I read them before they came out. Yeah. But, uh, I remember being in high school. I feel like I was a fr- wait. What year did this come out? Uh, 2008. Yeah. So we were freshmen in high school. I remember we were freshmen. Um, sorry. I remember being so excited for the movies because I liked the book so much. And then I remember them anna- announcing cat like they're starting to cast people. And I was like, oh my gosh, that person's perfect. That person's perfect. Oh my gosh, they couldn't get a more perfect cast. For some reason, they just like worked for me. Yeah. Also, I was 14. So I really don't think it would have mattered who they would have gotten at 14. And then the first movie comes out. I'm still 14. So it's just like, this is so wonderful. They did such a good job. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then as movies come out, more of them, I think it was actually by New Moon. It was like... Oh, <laughs> even though like I, New Moon is a better movie, but at the same, it's we were discussing this. It's the source material that you just can't get past. It's not so much like they could just keep doing a wonderful job in the movies, uh-huh. but the story itself is like, huh? Yeah, there's some weird. There's some weird stuff in there for sure. Yeah, so like by pretty soon into the movies, I was like, oh my gosh, this is bad. And I remember finding... Wait, so w- w- wait, when was that turn for you? I feel like it might have been like maybe second watching of New Moon. You know, I think when I first still watched New Moon, like first time, it sure. was like, this is so exciting because now we're seeing the Jacob angle, yada, 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 all this. And then I definitely rewatched... You would have been a freshman too. So, I mean, that's young enough to be into it. Yeah. Well, it was all the perfect recipe for me Yeah, and all my other friends. But um, I, I think it was just how I like to describe it is we were all in this collective dream. Mm-hmm. of this story that's just perfect uh just a, a really wonderful love story and it, it's it's got fantasy paranormal bent to it and it just really scratched an itch for 14 year old young adults and then everyone kind of woke up 
And then everyone I mean, there, kind of woke up. There's there's like there's no real I mean, I think there's people who like it because they're like, ooh, I used to like these. But there aren't yeah. really people who are like, I like the books, I like the movies. No, I, I As far as I can tell. Years later, I found the books under my bed. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to flip through this. Because I, I had heard from people that they have tried to reread them and they can't. Yeah. And I'm like, I want to know like if that's actually true. <laughs> and I, I just like flipped open to a, a random part in the book. I don't remember which one it was, but it was just like, this is so bad. Yeah. This is so bad. And I think too, what kind of did it for me was after all of this, I read the host by yes, her. Yeah. And I mean, I've only read it once. I didn't even see the movie. Yeah. But that I liked that much more than Twilight. More. Okay. Yeah, I did. I like the story a lot more. Yeah. Um, Oh yeah. So I, I think that was kind of like, Oh, Twilight, the host is so much better guys. Oh, sure. You know, that kind of thing. But yeah, throughout my experience and my journey with these people, I ended up really hating Kristen Stewart, which has uh-huh. since changed. I, my opinion has changed on that, and we'll get into that. Yeah, we'll s- let's save that. Really started disliking her. Um, I'm pretty sure I was Team Edward the whole time. It's, it's so insane to me that anyone would be Team Jacob. I agree, and I am pretty shocked that Robert Pattinson was not a huge crush for me. Yeah. He wasn't. I mean, I think he it looks was all, very weird. It was all about Christian Bale for me. Yeah. Like, Robert Pattinson <laughs> couldn't even penetrate that. Bad use of word right there. But I, I just am kind of surprised by that one. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, so that's my experience with Twilight. I, I think um, as far as Pattinson goes, I remember having this experience. So, um, well, I guess I should color it with my Twilight experience. Me, I'm a teenage boy. I have no interest in this at all. Even on being a lover of movies my whole life, there's no, there's nothing for me in this um, as a kid. So I'm like, don't, not interested. And I was just telling Jordan before we started, I remember like when New Moon came out thinking, oh my gosh, they made another one? Uh, that must be the end. Was and Rebecca then, into these? I don't think she was. Okay. I think she like watched them and read them, but she wasn't like into them, okay. if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then in new, but I could be wrong. So text me, Rebecca, and I'll try and make corrections if we're not done recording this whole series by the time <laughs> uh, this comes out. Yeah. Um, but uh, so then I remember uh, Eclipse comes out and I'm seeing the ads and I'm like, they made, a, like, I can't believe it. They made another one. And this is, I'm just kind of like, this is like a money thing. This sucks. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is so dumb. But I did see Eclipse in theaters because I liked this girl and she was going to go see the movie. And so Jordan Hamasu and me and this girl went and saw this movie and she sat in between us. So it was a classic Do I uh, forget who Twilight. It is? I'm not going to oh, say no, no, who no, it is don't on tell, Mike. Don't, 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 but, no, no. I just can't remember. <laughs> but I mean, when you think about it, it's like one of us was Team Jacob. One of us was Team Edward in a way. Hmm. You know, because Jordan's got that really long flowing hair. Well, he didn't thin. Uh, this was senior year. They wouldn't let him have oh, his hair yeah. long. Do you remember that? Yeah, that's right. Anyway, um, that was trying to make a joke, but I guess you weren't willing I to going cross on, that bridge. Okay. I remember going to the premiere of, I think, Eclipse wow. at the White City Theater. But, and then all of that to say, and then I was like, okay, that must be it. And then it was like Breaking Dawn par- Part 1. And I'm like, these are never going to end. But, uh... But what I was me what I was revving up to though was I've I've been very happy especially this year it's been very fun um, because I think to a mainstream audience um, people are 
not into Robert Pattinson from like a film perspective. The people who don't know about his mm-hmm. work past Twilight. Um, so when people are like, oh, like Lighthouse came out, that's a movie with Robert Pattinson and, and it's good. It's like, yeah, he's been doing good work for like 10 years now that you just haven't been watching. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, I, I, I watched The Rover, which I think came out in like 2014 or something yeah. like that. And I had only seen Eclipse and he's in it and he does a really fantastic performance. And I just remember being like, oh, is this guy an actual actor? Oh. And then and then seeing um, Good Time and yeah. then Lighthouse. And then, and then when he was announced for Batman, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm so into him being Batman. Um, so we've set the table. Now, I'm just looking at the filmography. I'm just I'm just seeing when I started really liking him. Okay. But you, I can I'm still listening. Okay, so in on June 2nd, 2003, Stephanie Myers has a dream. Jordan. Yeah, I know, I'm listening. About a girl and a vampire who loved her but wanted her blood. Which inspires the Twilight series. She goes on to um make uh write write the first draft and um it's called forks originally okay and uh it took her three months to write it and then she sent it to um she was trying to get it published and an inexperienced assistant at writer's house responded not knowing inexperienced or an inexperienced oh okay um not knowing that the norm for ya novels was 40 to sixty thousand words and Twilight is 130,000 words. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, let's do it. Really hard sell. So really outside well, of the not, norm. But, but she didn't She didn't realize it. So then that's... Wait, that person's an agent? How did that person... It was an assistant. I said... Oh, an, an assistant. Because I was an, like... An experienced assistant. No one would become an agent yeah. if that if they didn't know that. No, no. Okay, okay. No. Um. So now on to the movie. So it is a, the rights to the movie are acquired in April of 2004 from Paramount. Okay. And then later in 2007, uh, Summit gets the rights to it. And they saw it as an opportunity to launch a franchise. And mm-hmm. what do we say about franchises? We love to see it. That's what our podcast is about. This is perfect. And if you're tuning in or if you've been with us for a while, we've mostly covered really good franchises shrek being a not good franchise but still a is couple that what of we good landed movies. on with that I, I think as a whole it's not a great it's a great franchise um but it's still like got some decent entries what did we think of the third one what was the third one again third one is the re- that's uh, oh no the second one i thought was funnier than the first one yeah but the third one's the worst one and I was going to say the worst movie we've covered, but I forgot about last week's The Crimes of Grindelwald, which is yes. easily the also, worst movie we've covered. Also, we have covered both Ant-Man movies. Yeah, Shrek 3 is way worse than the Ant-Man movies. Do you remember how there's like not real? It's there's not really it's a, a rehashing of the first movie, and yeah. it's very bad. But um, this is like the first like bad series that we're yeah. covering, and it's kind of exciting because we from the get go we wanted this to be. Sometimes when we're explaining this to people that we have this podcast. They'll be like, oh, are you going to do this as a joke? And we go, yeah, we might do that. And they go, oh, really? You guys like that? And we're like, no. But we want to go. We want to see if maybe we will like it. Yeah. So maybe we will finish this and go, you know what? Twilight's kind of good. Maybe. Because we're always looking for the silver lining. But also, we're not just going to cover things we like. That's no fun. No. So anyway, uh, did you have something you were going to add? I don't remember. 
Okay, you want me to hit you with some production notes? Yeah, because I know there's a lot. There are a lot. So it's directed by Catherine Hardwick, who has done a couple episodes. Chris Hardwick's sister. <laughs> no, uh, I don't think so anyway. I'm joking. Didn't uh, he get canceled? He did, yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, she directed a couple of episodes of This Is Us. She directed Miss Bala, Miss You Already, Red Riding Hood, and then the movie she made before Twilight, The Nativity Story which I just found out because I was watching an interview with her, was Oscar Isaac's first movie. Huh? Who does yeah. he play? I, Joseph? He might. What? I'm not sure, though. I am not. I can neither confirm wow. nor deny. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, Lords of Dogtown. And she got her start because she was a production designer, and she um, production designed movies for the likes of David O. Russell, Cameron Crowe, Richard Linklater. And then she would get tips from them. She'd ask hmm. them stuff, and they'd tell her stuff. And then she Richard Linklater would be a good person to be an understudy for. Mm-hmm. He's cool. Uh, he's cool. Uh, so <laughs> he makes movies that nerds like. <laughs> he's pre- <laughs> and it makes you feel good. <laughs> it's produced. <laughs> yeah. Let me keep going. Uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, it's produced by Wick Godfrey, Godfrey, who produced First Man, Uncle Drew, which was the basketball movie. That was like the old guys playing basketball. I didn't see it. Uh, I don't know if I know what that is. Maze Runner, The Death Cure. I think most of the Maze Runners, if not all. Mr. Mercedes, at least the first season. Cool. Uh, Power Rangers, the movie that has Billy from Stranger Things. Um, And then we have Greg Muradian, who did all of the Twilight movies, uh, the Percy Jackson movies, and Drumline. Ooh, a lot of people don't like that guy. He <laughs> and did then, the Percy Jackson series and Twilight. <laughs> and then Mark Morgan, who did the same thing as Greg Muradian, uh, except he's got a couple of differences. But those I listed, he's all on those. Um, screenplay is by Melissa Rosenberg, who is the creator of Netflix Jessica Jones. Um, she did 12 episodes of Dexter. She did another series that, I mean, it's possible we'll cover. I don't want to. But she did do Step Up. And um, she uh, also did four episodes of a long-forgotten show on Fox called Birds of Prey, which is, like, based on the DC Comics Birds of Prey that just recently came out with a movie. Which, that was just one of those moments when I saw it on my phone. I was kind of like, wait, why am I having this out-of-body experience where I'm on my parents' couch watching the trailer to this? Uh, Music by Carter Burwell, who, oh, I was... Couldn't wait to tell you this one. He has done Missing Link. He's wow. done Three Billboards. Wow. Seven Psychopaths. Yeah. And so I don't think his score shines in this movie really at all. No. Um, But he's a very influential person on us because he's done every single one of the Coen Brothers movies. Whoa, he's a Coen Brothers dude? Except for Oh Brother Where Art Thou and another one that's like they use soundtrack more than they do score. What happened, buddy? I don't know. Weird. But he did Ballad Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Really cool. He's really good. Yeah. Well, think about the Fargo theme. That's so iconic. He wrote that. How cool is that? He did Big Lebowski. He did Fargo. His first movie is Blood Simple. So he like went up with the Coen Brothers. Wow, I wonder if he's just a friend. Like, like back then they started, you know. I tried to look it up on Wikipedia, um, but I didn't. I didn't like let myself go f- too far down the rabbit hole. Um, but that's pretty cool, yeah, right? Yeah, that is cool. Um, so cinematography. So is, he's fine after all this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, cinematography is by Elliot Davis, who did the new Birth of a Nation, 
um, the Iron Lady uh, and Legally Blonde 2. And he also did, um, he's done all, uh, most of Catherine Hardwick's, Hardwick's movies, the hmm. director of this movie. How many movies does she have? Uh, quite a few, actually, oh. like eight or nine or ten. Ooh. Okay. Uh, production companies. We got Temple Hill Entertainment, who ha- did Twilight, Fault in Our Stars, Uncle Drew. And then <laughs> this was the other one I've been sitting on and waiting, which is Maverick Films, which is an affiliate of a company that was, um, I think just called Maverick Entertainment or Maverick something, who is a record company or Maverick Records, I think. And their first release was a highly controversial Madonna's 1992 coffee table book and studio album. Uh, the coffee table book is called Sex and contains like a lot of graphic pictures of like people so a and porno stuff. book. I guess, yeah, and um, and then a studio album erotica that was like a combination thing, and and uh, and it was like their first thing that they put out, and that's like the first thing that pops. And up they made on their it page. through that. Well, I think that was really yeah, successful really, and good for I them. I mean, so. if anything, that company is good to, that Twilight has it on its team because any press is good press, and I think that that company proves it. Yeah. And so the record label is now um, Imprint Entertainment. So on this movie, along with Maverick Films, it also has Imprint Entertainment. Yeah. Uh, and then we have DMG Entertainment, who did the new Point Break movie. Um blockers the movie with john cena uh looper and they also co-produced iron man 3 this is a production company a dmg entertainment yeah okay and then how many more production companies are there and are they worth it no 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 okay uh distributed by summit entertainment which is a subsidiary of lionsgate this series is every time i see the summit entertainment logo it's because of this series and the movie remember me Mm -hmm. that i get a bad taste in my mouth yeah and i'm i i like They've probably done some really great movies that I've seen recently, probably. Yeah. But I can't not... I, I have to go through a mental block every time I yeah. see it of like, no, this movie's probably going to be pretty good. Like, I've seen the trailer. Yeah. This, yeah. Um, And then I'm just going to do like two more and then you can start on actors sure. and then we'll go back to like sure. some of the more production-y notes. It's the first one. You know, it always takes a while to get it off the ground on the first one. The movie comes out November 21st, 2008. Um, it has a budget of $37 million, which is like one of our lowest budgeted movies that we've covered in this series. With how much again? $37 million. Yeah. That's like a pretty small budget. But think um, that they don't... Um, not, not a lot of effects. No, but... Um, yeah, but still. <laughs> no, it's, it's definitely small, especially to start a to kickstart a franchise. Yeah, but I mean, it makes sense that there's not really any big actors in it. There's no big actors. No, at all. No, in it. So didn't even like not even like Charlie is like a git. No, or anything. The dad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the movie is shot in 44 days. It makes 192 million seven hundred sixty nine thousand eight hundred fifty four dollars. Worldwide, it makes $407,187,715. And then I have some more notes, but let's jump into some actors, take a little break from my voice. Okay, so we've gone through Robert Pattinson because of 
what series Harry Potter and Harry Potter thank you for reminding me I had a brain fart um but I would just would like to say I went through his filmography and I'm like when did I start being like yeah Robert like like he's on my radar again Mm -hmm. I don't think he was ever totally off of it but it's like I saw this franchise oh I saw um um I'm having having another brain fart. Okay, but anyway, that movie Cosmopolitan or whatever when he's in the limo. Oh, yeah. I had to turn that movie off because it was so uh, sexual. Oh, really? And I just found out a David Cronenberg movie. Okay. So I feel like that's his first big director. And I I didn't extensively look through his filmography for that. But I'm like, I wonder if... Like for him, that was a huge deal to be in a David Cronenberg movie, and it gave him some weight yeah. as an actor. Oh yeah. Um, but then I the next thing I noticed was Good Time. Yeah. So I'm I'm pretty surprised because I saw the movie the, for the first time last year. Well, I think I think part of like for me, well, I'd been telling you the Rover's good. Yeah, and I just so missed that movie. That's part of it. Yeah. Um, but really, for me, I've only seen like Twilight, The Rover, The Lighthouse, and um, it's crazy. Good Time because I feel of like his. But I see the other trailers and like the movie High Life that came out last year. I heard about the content of it, and I knew it's not for me. Which one's that one? It's the one where he's an astronaut out in space. But okay. there's like there's like some crazy sex stuff in it, oh. and so I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna yeah. see this. But like the trailers, you just sometimes you just know when you see a trailer, you're like, oh, that is a performance right there. Mm-hmm. And you can just tell like with the trailers he had come out with, funny enough, where I was like, oh, this guy can act. Yeah. And I think for me, I, I've never needed to be convinced that he was good. Yeah. Because even though he was in things that I didn't like, oh, remember me is the other movie. Yeah. I didn't like the movie at all. But even watching things like that, it was never him that I had a problem with. So like then I remember you telling me about Good Time mm. and you were mostly talking about the guy who plays his brother, the Safty, um, in Good Time. Like that's who you're talking about the most. But I remember you saying like Robert Pattinson gives this performance that's just like just so unbelievable. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, sure. I mean, I believe you. I don't I don't need to be convinced of that. But then when I watched it, it was just like, OK, now he's like potentially top 10 favorite actors yeah what's funny though i think you're forgetting that you watched it just the day after i watched it do you remember that because i got no. it from the library like last year oh for oh the first yeah time. i remember that and i, I that. and you were like oh i don't really want to watch it i'm tired i'm gonna go to bed and i watched it and the next day i was like you have to watch that's it right i remember that like watch it you will like it and people let's just tangent for sure a second sure. why not this is gonna be a long episode people <laughs> um it's so, a new episode. We have all the data yeah. on Lipson to to spare. Uh, first Safty brother movie I'd ever seen. Never heard of him. Yeah. Uh, then you know you tell me to watch this movie. Oh wait, the other thing about I think why we were thinking he was so good was after Good Time came out, there was so much buzz about his performance. Like if you paid attention at all, yeah, to like independent in stuff. that movie. Yeah, so yeah. it was like I was already like, oh, okay, he's amazing because yeah. I already saw him in Rover. He's good. Okay, yeah. yeah. Sorry. No, 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 it's okay. So that's the first Safety Brothers movie I've ever seen. And the the biggest, I mean, Marvin Pattinson gives probably one of the best performances he'll probably ever give. And he has so much left to give. Yeah. Um, But one of the directors is an actor in that movie and it's one of the most incredible performances I've ever seen. It's and amazing. And someone else. And then you watch this movie and you're just stressed out the whole time. Uh-huh. And you're just like, these people actually exist in this world. Like, you know that people like that exist. Yeah. Super roller coaster of a movie. And then we watched... Big, big recommend. Huge, I mean, it's... it's Huge recommend. And this is how I recommend it. It's on Netflix. If Whenever this comes out, hopefully the coronavirus is not a thing still. But if it is, 
you're probably bored at this point. Watch Good Time. Yeah. And then watch Uncut Gems, the other Safdie brother movie. They mm-hmm. have they have a couple. They but have four. Totally. Yeah. So this that's the one starring Adam Sandler. And you might be thinking, Adam Sandler, that guy, like the dumb, funny movie guy. Or you might be thinking, oh, odd, Adam Sandler and those movies that I really like that are really funny. Yeah. You know, two polarizing sides. But then... Although if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably not thinking any of that stuff. Maybe not. You might not be a huge Adam Sandler fan. I'm not. In no, terms no, no. Of I his... mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you're keyed into Sandler now. That's what I'm thinking. Because of this movie? Because our our, our fans are keyed into Sandler now. They all saw Uncut Gems I opening hope so. night. Because if you haven't <laughs> and you're confused that they casted Adam Sandler, you watch it and you just forget that he's in it. Well, He's you so good. you said something the other night after you had after we had finished watching um, their second movie, Heaven Knows What. Yeah, you you compared them to Scorsese. They are the next Scorsese, and I thought that was really brilliant. Do you want to expound on that more? Well, or so I we've seen three of their movies, um, so we only have one that we have not seen. Every movie is so stressful, and part of that I think is because you're seeing real people. Mm-hmm. yeah sure they're acting but like these are people in real situations that people experience every day i don't need to like live in the streets of new york city as a heroin addict to know that yeah i yeah. could i just by seeing that girl's performance i know that that's true yeah. also that's autobiographical about her right but they they understand people and i think that they understand how to represent people in a way that i have not seen before no ever. and the only th- other way i've seen it is i would say scorsese because yeah. scorsese in a lot of his movies and uh, a lot of his protagonists do really bad things mm-hmm. yet and a lot of the times you are rooting for them because mm-hmm. sometimes they're doing bad things but they're doing it for family or for love or sometimes it's bad and it's for money yeah. This is like like good times pretty much no different. It's like like Robert Pattinson's motivated by money. Then he's motivated about helping his brother. And then he is still motivated about not going to jail. Yeah. Um all in all like he would consider himself probably a selfless person, but he's pretty selfish. Sure. And it's it's so relatable and I don't need to rob a bank to relate to yeah. his character. And they just, they get it. And I feel like they're some of the most sympathetic film filmmakers yeah. currently working. Yeah, I agree with you. So It's still nuts that Adam Sandler was not nominated oh, last yeah. year. He, we're biggest, okay biggest because, because Parasite won and we're happy with the Oscars. Yeah. There's only like two don't, awards I Don't bring change. up Bong Joon-ho because then we'll get on a real tangent <laughs> and I'll start talking about Kang Ho Song. Okay, wait. I oh, haven't you- started on anyone. <laughs> I t- I'm only talking about an actor we've already covered on this series. Okay, let's get to Kristen Stewart. Okay, okay. Before I sneeze. Okay. So we have Kristen Stewart who is in several things like snow white and the huntsman she is also in is she the titular white yeah okay i've never seen those okay she's in a movie um called speak which is a really good book about a girl that was sexually assaulted in high school and uh she is like threatened about coming out about it really good book everyone should read it is have Uh, you seen the movie yes i watched the movie the day my my dog died (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so it was a very me olivia sydney and veronica very sad evening very when buddy died no odie my oh. mom ran over him yeah um anyway we don't have to talk about she's it. in that movie i remember the movie being really good before that she's in panic room with jodie foster a david fincher movie mm-hmm. and she's really good in that too you know what's crazy is she's kind of similar to jodie foster 
Oh, yeah. That I'm just now making the connection. Yeah. Pretty interesting. She's in Zathura. She's in Zathura. Is she like the other she's person? She's a sister. Okay. No, no, no. I think she's just a girl. No, because it's two brothers. Dex okay. Shepard's also in that movie. He's the astronaut. She's in Into the Wild. Don't remember that. She's in Jumper. Mm-hmm. And then Twilight. She's in Jumper. She's also in Adventureland. Um, I think Adventureland is what got her this role. No, that was after Twilight. Oh, it was after? Okay. Yeah. Never so, mind. Yeah, a year after. Um, and then... She's in the new Charlie's Angels movie. Within the last two years, she's completely rebranded herself, yeah. which I think is a total like publicist agent move. Um, it could be her choice. It could be, but I think she's rebranding yeah. because I think this franchise has scarred her so badly yeah. that she is really hard to like. Also, she is famously terrible in interviews. So yeah. she's just as a person unlikable. Um, I too was, many, too We're many not, people. Yeah. But what I was going to say is, watch her hot ones because it's kind of changed my mind about her. Because I watched this franchise, hated her. So pretty much anything else I've seen after that, it's like, oh, Kristen Stewart's in it. I'm not even going to watch it. Mm-hmm. And then you showed me like a clip of the hot ones of her yeah. basically explaining herself of like, like he pretty much brought up like, so you're famously bad in interviews why yeah and she was like well just imagine someone asking you like how you feel about this thing that you've spent months working on and you know that they don't care so it's like yeah she has a hard time like turning it on and just yeah which a big part of it is like you have to because you're an actor you have to get over that yeah um but there is a little bit you know to admire there yeah she's like i'm not going to give you anything if you're not going to give me anything yeah Anyway, what's what's kind of funny is um, I, I'm I'm noticing that when we cover series and like watch these things really quick, um, there are things I mean, it, it'll be tested on this franchise for sure. But I, I feel like doing all the research on these movies, watching them and like analyzing them and not just writing them off, like coming up with reasons why I think it's bad or yeah. stuff like that. I think it, it it grows your sympathy a little bit for certain people in it because we, we just finished New Moon before we started recording this. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like, okay, I kind of get what Kristen Stewart's doing in this movie. And yeah. I've never been a fan of hers. So yeah. I'm like, okay, I kind of get it. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, not, I'm not so biased against you. I'm like letting you do your thing. I'm, go- I'm gonna see where this goes. Yeah. You know, and and it is hard to think of like direct. Like, there's so much involved in a movie that it is hard to be like this person is unequivocally no denying bad all the time. You know, it's so yeah. Anyway. And, then, and then you have it too. I mean, she plays the protagonist of a hugely successful series. Chant that's more likely that you will be unliked than liked <laughs> in today's. Yeah. yeah, I feel like Daniel Radcliffe got out of it because he started as a kid. Yeah, and in a way, I mean, he could have grown up and been terrible. Uh-huh. Um, I saw an article headline the other day of Daniel Radcliffe saying like the last Harry Potter movie made me an alcoholic and I didn't click on it because I don't even know Whoa. if it's true or not. But part of me is like, I kind of feel like all child act childhood actors have a really hard time not going to substance abuse Yeah, be, because of all of the pressure and attention that you receive. That's mm-hmm. like, I don't think, I don't think as humans we're capable of receiving that much attention right. and praise and, or 
being mean to. Which is a perfect segue to our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash Micah Get bonus episodes. We did a Harry Potter Cursed Child bonus episode. And uh, we'll, I, uh, I think we're going to do some, maybe maybe try and stick to like a Patreon a month kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, there's a Patreon. Now we, oh, and we have a new tier that's just $3 if you only want podcasts and aren't interested in my music. Yeah. Or um, Jordan's art, which is okay. But I mean, that stuff's pretty darn cool too, I yeah. gotta say. Um, I'm gonna go to the next actor. I know. <laughs> okay. So we have Billy Burke who plays Charlie. Yeah. He is in Gilmore Girls, and I'm sure he's oh, a Oh, that I'm makes sh- sense. Three episodes though. Oh, that doesn't um, make sense. But I'm sense. sure he has a pretty sweet three episode arc of a love interest with one with the mom. With yeah. one of them. Probably the mom. Um he's also in seven episodes of twenty four. Really? Yeah. Which Gary season? Matheson. 2002 to 2003 season. Okay. That might be the season that I'm planning on rewatching when I get sent home from work next week. Um, he's in Ladder 49. Have you ever seen that movie? No. That movie made me cry really hard as a kid. Really? Yeah. It's very sad from what I remember. Um, he's also in, like we um, expected, Micah, a ton of TV. Yeah, he just seems like he's a TV He's also in a actor. lot of movies, but um, absolutely TV stuff. And then... Um, I'm not going to do her because she's barely in it. So then we have Taylor Lautner. Yes. Who plays Jacob. Do you want to just save him for New Moon since he like really hits it in that yeah, one? Yeah, sure. I can do that. We'll wait. Can we hit the teacher? <laughs> oh. Is he in there? Well, hold on. I, I, there are a couple other people. Okay. Oh, it's probably this. Nope. That's not that guy. Huh? Oh, no. It's not that guy. Okay. But first of all, Justin Chan, who plays Eric, who is the one with the weird emo hair. Oh, dude. sure. Um. He is in... Okay, so he's born in California, but he actually seems to be in several... He is of Korean descent, and it looks like he is in some Korean stuff. Oh, okay. He's also in New Girl and other TV shows. Okay. Um, Michael Welch, who should be... Uh, what's his name? That actor? He looks just like him. Edward Norton's son. And I'm just going to skip right over him. Um, Anna Kendrick plays Jessica. Yeah. She is in Pitch Perfect, also Into the Woods, also in Trolls. Um, 50-50. 50-50. That's good. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Um, okay, let me try to find the teacher. Okay. Jose Zuniga. Yeah, I like this guy. He was the best part of the movie. <laughs> so he plays a teacher that Mike is really excited about. The biology I just, teacher. What I saw He's in I was The like, Dark Tower. Is that it? Oh, he's in The Dark Tower? That's a yeah. bummer. He's also in Alive, the movie about the oh, that. the soccer team. Okay. Ura- Uruguay. 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 That's a, that's a nuts movie. I've never um, seen it. And what, I mean, he's in Hawaii Five-0. Why are, you, why are okay. you freaking out about him? I, I don't know. I just thought that he was in more. Oh, he's in Versace. Oh, no, no, cool. no, 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 no. He's in American Crime Story. Yes. Yes. Their cover is Versace, but he was in the People versus OJ. Yeah, he's one of the detectives in that. Yeah. Okay, let me can I jump back on sure. this? Okay. So the screenwriter, uh, Melissa Rosenberg, hurried to finish this script before the writer's strike in 2007. So she did it in a couple of months or a few months. Can't I didn't put a start date, that's my bad. Um and then Myers was asked to make a list of no-nos, like no fangs or don't kill certain people, etc. Um, Pattinson flew to L.A. on his own dime 
and Hardwick gave him the part under the promise that, quote, <laughs> she's underage. You've got to focus, dude, or you're going to be arrested. I made him swear on a stack of Bibles. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> Way to look out for her, though. <laughs> and then um, actors who were vampires. And then they, they famously became a couple. Yeah, must have waited till after. Yeah. Uh, actors who were vampires uh, avoided sunlight to help improve their pale skin, in addition to makeup being put on them. Okay. Um, they filmed a lot of this movie in Portland. I don't yeah, know if you okay. knew that. I um, didn't know that, but that makes sense. If Oh, and then I have this... We're back on Ebert, guys. Uh, Roger Ebert... He said this about the movie. If there were no vampires in Twilight, it would be a thin-blooded teenage romance about two good-looking kids who want each other so much because they want each other so much. That's his... Period. Um, that's one two of his... Two and a half stars. Yep. Is that it? That's it. Well, I'm just going to go over the vampires really quick because it is pretty important. Okay. So, you have um, Rosalie, who is Nikki Reed. She is in these movies, also V-Wars which is another vampire franchise that is new to Netflix, mm. a show. Um, I'm going to go ahead and skip that one. She's in Dollface, Sleepy Hollow, the show Sleepy Hollow. Mm. A lot of TV shows. And then Kellen Lutz, who plays Emmett. Yeah, just what I expect, suspected. TV shows. And then Ashley Green, who plays <laughs> Alice. <laughs> As you can tell, we're more of movie fans than we are TV show fans. Sorry, Alice or Ashley. TV shows. I, how uh, how important was this? <laughs> um. Okay, Jackson Rathbone, who plays Jasper. He's in the Last Airbender. Well, good for the him. Movie? The movie. Oh. And sure. What? I'm not gonna like hunt through people's TV. <laughs> no, no, I know, I know. I just Peter Ficinelli, who plays Carlisle. Oh, buddy. Okay. I also think we TV. should go to the plot. Well, we gotta at least look find Esme, who is Elizabeth Reezer. She's in Ouija. Looks like a horror movie. She's in Handmaid's Tale. She's in The Haunting of on of Hill House. I don't know who you're talking about. So, is this the girl from Watchmen? Okay, she's in Watchmen. Or did you confirm that? No, I. She's she's in, in True Detective. Probably one of the crap seasons. Yeah, we can start getting the plot. I want to confirm if she's in Watchmen. She's in Sopranos. One episode, she totally gets killed. <laughs> you can start going on the plot. Okay, so. The movie begins, and we see a real-life deer jumping through the forest. A real-life one. And Jordan said, take note of that, because it's not a CG deer. Yeah, they get points. They do get some points for that. We're introduced to this little town of Forks. Um, I can't really do it without you. I'm going to wait. No, but it's not that lady. Okay. It's a different lady. Okay. Uh, get introduced to the town of Forks. And uh, Bella shows up, our our main character, and she's, she's narrating. Oh yeah, she's narrating about dying. I forgot all about that. And then we learn that she is in Phoenix, Arizona, 
living with her mom and her stepdad and she has to move to Forks to live with her dad after several years because her stepdad is a minor league baseball player and he is being taken to Florida or something. Is that what they said? They're going to be traveling oh, a lot that's or why something. Later in the movie they're at like a baseball. Yeah, he's a minor <laughs> league baseball player. I um, never I never So since that. they will be traveling a lot, she is sent to live with her dad. Yeah. And Jacob shows up. He's our first person that we see. Our first He's like daddy. Well, yeah. And um he has this flowing mane of hair. Jacob does, yeah. And it's definitely a wig, right? Yeah, I think so. We confirmed so. that. Yeah. Um and it, I confirmed it with my eyes. Yeah, it looks very bad. He looks crazy. No good, very bad, don't do it. Uh and and um then we go to school. First day of school. Man, you're skipping a lot of character stuff. Really? So what character stuff that am I missing? Bella's very awkward. Uh, she blinks a lot. <laughs> she stutters a lot. What's kind of interesting is her dad is the same. So they're pretty similar. Didn't notice that. Um, also, though, they have really never had a relationship. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's very awkward, but she's also a new fish in a little pond. <laughs> so she goes to school. Oh, she also gets given a truck. And then she goes to school and we meet oh. people. <laughs> I do. What's so funny about this scene, though, which I, I don't know how much of it is like them trying to upend expectations, the book, or just they happen to do this. But she's like so, so shy and scared. And everyone at the school is nicer than anyone who's ever been at a school in a movie in any movie ever everyone's just like hey you're the new girl what's up do you want to eat lunch with us you seem really cool (laughs) it's nice to meet you yeah everybody they're they're into bella yeah and this uh school of forks is uh visually represented and written by people who have never been to a school that takes place in a town of three thousand people this is like a 6a school yeah. <laughs> and we we come, And it's a town of like 3000, I think yes, she says in yeah. the narration the at the beginning. The school shouldn't be that big. And you know what's weird too is um have you noticed that in high school movies it's always like like parents never drop the kids off? No, no, no. no and never. yet like when you're a freshman you can't drive. But she's not a freshman. I I know, but I mean it's just like that's just a trope in like high school movies where like the kids never uh, and they're never on a school bus or anything well, school, like that. Like, they just high drive school to school. High school students are like adults, uh-huh. which gives actual teenagers like a false sense of reality. <laughs> <laughs> um. So then uh, we see the Cullens, the Cullens, and there are these people that if you didn't know this was a vampire movie, you'd be like, oh, are those people vampires? <laughs> yeah. Uh, they look gorgeous. They all look 35. Yeah. And they all have gold. All of them. All of them have gold eyes. And it is established early on that they're all brothers and sisters from, like, they're foster kids of <laughs> yeah, yeah. Carlisle and Esme. Uh, and they're making comments about how, like, Rosalie and Emmett are together and Alice and Jasper are together and it's gross because they're brother and sister. Yeah. But not biologically. But then there's Edward slowly strutting in and he's just so moody and so tall and lanky and his hair is awful. Oh, I forgot to say that I saw a Howard Stern interview with um, Pattinson. Weird. And he was almost fired from the movie. What, from For revealing stuff? No, because he... Um, he wanted to be like really dark and moody and they were like you gotta lighten up man and he's like no i think that this is what it is 
and they sent him a book that had highlighted all the times that like Edward smiles. <laughs> and and he sent it back with highlighted like all the times they were moody. And then his agent called him and he's like, dude, if you don't shape up, you will be fired. You will not finish this shoot. And so then he said, like, the next day he showed up, and he's like, hey, what's up, guys? Like, it's good to see everybody. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> how old was he when this movie? I don't know. I, I just got to look up how old he is now. Okay. Uh, but this is all just crazy. It's so schlocky. And, and, and also, it's just weird that we're, I mean, not to be the nitpicky person. We, yeah. We, we reject that a lot on this podcast but he was 22 he was 22. 20 that man was 22 he looks so much older i don't get it when people man i looked like i was 16 when i was 22 <laughs> it's just very weird that in this like these people look really old and obviously that has to do with like hiring actors and all that stuff i get that but it's just like why why would they be like ah oh, we have to enroll you guys in school and stuff it's like they've been alive for like a hundred plus years why don't they just pretend that they're older i, I i'd rather just doesn't I make think any I'd, sense. at that point at that point like seriously i think i'd rather die than, than repeat <laughs> go to high school, school again, again at like a three thousand town town high school. school it doesn't make any sense yeah um where there should be like 60 kids in the whole school um <laughs> So then um, Edward and Bella are in this biology class. Here <laughs> comes the teenage angst. This is the smell scene. Yeah. And I mean, take it away. Well, it's just as soon as she walks in, it looks like he's about to vomit. And then she says she has she gets assigned to sit next to him and their partners. And he just looks like he's about to throw up the whole time. And she's like, oh, my gosh, I smell like that's what she's thinking. And he like storms out of the class and he can't switch partners. He has to be stuck with her. He can't even switch classes. And throughout this whole time, this whole movie is just a collection of really quick shots that are really jarring. Yeah. Also, that just looks really bad. It doesn't look good. The I, I think that they've really they really tried to make it look very overcast and rainy there because that's what it's like. Yeah. But I think they like oversaturated some of it, uh -huh. so it's just like really ugly. Yeah. And um, all the so eventually we're gonna find out that that um well I guess that's jumping way ahead. It's just. It, it, you can tell that this is written by an inexperienced author because there's just these lines in it that are like, like this line, like, I don't like, a, I don't like any cold, wet things. Like what? Who? That's so weird. That's like an alien would say that. Or like someone who's trying to like write metaphorical, but they like aren't actually doing yeah. that, you know? So Edward leaves and is like out of school for a couple days. And yeah. when he comes back, he's all cheerful and fine. Because he has eaten. Uh, and they're like... I totally missed that. <laughs> well, his eyes are a different color, so... Um, oh, sorry, I missed that. I, wow. Well, it's it's one... There, there's It's just with anything. There's stuff... If you haven't read the book, there's stuff you just don't yeah. get. And it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, sometimes they say it makes it more fun to have read the book. I don't know about this series. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so now they start talking a lot. And if, 
very quickly evolves into him saying things like, I've never met anyone like you before. You were the most interesting person to me. I can't live without you. I would rather <laughs> die than live without you. A hundred year old man saying this to a 17 year old girl telling her, you mean everything to me. You are so special. Like yeah. it, it is. And let's say he was 17 too. Let's just, let's just not even think of him as a hundred year old person. He is saying things to her that, is so uncomfortable and like so not okay yeah because they have spent one class together and he's already saying these things to her the one the one thing so for the record listener you don't have to be on the edge of your seat for this whole thing this is a bad movie it's so bad it's almost as bad as uh 2018's best picture winner green book we laughed so hard throughout this movie it but but there is something charming about it i will say and like throwbacky, N- kind of nostalgic, even though I never saw it. It's very bad. Though. It captures the two early two thousands, but well, the late two thousands. Yeah, I guess. Um, but but one thing I will give credit to this series as a whole, f- having seen three of the movies now, is that it does capture that feeling you have in high school where you do think like it is the end of the world oh, if this person totally, doesn't like me totally and it is it like if this person breaks up with me i don't even want to live i want to die yeah 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 it does capture that mood it's just kind of one of those things where it's like i don't know that we necessarily needed a movie to show us that mood yeah. or a book to show not us only that, that mood. you described it really well when we were watching it that it, the whole movie like their sexual chemistry and there's no sex in this movie. Yeah. But yet their sexual chemistry is so strong that you feel like we felt embarrassed at points. Like, oh, yeah. I felt like we were watching it, you know, when you're watching a movie with your mom, like you said. Yeah. Where the contents may be a little too mature. It, it was like watching, it, it was like you sat down and watched Fifty Shades of Grey with your mom. It felt so And you were like, oh, crap. Um... And and it it was also like like our TV points toward the window, and it's the kind of movie where it's like, should we make? Let's make sure the windows are closed so nobody from <laughs> our church drives by and sees we're watching Twilight and seeing these these people who are like, oh, oh yeah. like the whole time, and they're they're just like writhing around this whole movie. I mean, everything is just you you imagine that that because the next movie is like a it's a. Tight, it's a little bit they scraped a little bit of the paprika off of the sandwich just yeah. a tiny bit and i feel like maybe i don't want to bash on the director here but maybe she was like you know they were like do a take and then she's like no no let's do a little yeah. more and then she's like more we want syrup on these pancakes keep pouring keep pouring yeah and and because all the performances are bad in this movie i I don't want to like label the actors in this movie as bad. I think it's a directing and more actually more so than that. It's a source material and screenplay because like you said, it's like they did actually just present what is in the books. Yeah. And they gave us that. Yeah. I do say now, now having watched rewatched new moon and it it being, I'd say a lot better than twilight. Mm -hmm. Um, it is. So then it's like, okay, considering twilight, they could have directed that much better. Yeah, because there were several things in New Moon that was like, oh, I like how they did that. Yeah, a lot. That was like pretty creative. This is I don't really feel like anything's creative. Yeah. Um, I mean, just remember him running through the forest. Yeah. Awful. So awful. So then, okay. So then, let's just go here. So she's in the parking lot 
I don't know. She's moody again. And she almost gets hit by a car and Edward jolts across the parking lot and saves her, which is in, yeah. inhuman and capable. Also, it's very funny because someone is driving and it's like, <laughs> it's like they're trying to do Chekhov's gun in such a stupid like boring annoying way where like the scene before she's at home and she slips on the ice and it's like oh it's icy outside and then the guy is driving his car and he slips on ice he's going like 50 miles an hour into the parking lot and it almost hits bella and it's like also though micah she's a klutz it's very it's like all no that's the because later in the book they they she slips and it like saves her life or something like that i think there's something at the end where it's probably like, yeah, oh she, we paid off her slipping and it's like you don't have time. to pay off slipping yeah. slipping is the thing that people do yeah <laughs> yeah so edward saves her and she's so confused and she's trying to get the answers out of him and he's like you don't know what you saw you imagined all of it you're crazy also i can't live without you he's saying that with his eyes yeah um and then um, Bella spends a lot of time on the internet, but not really. <laughs> yeah, do your thing. They, th- this is just... This is such a funny Jordan thing. That is so true. Once you point it out, it's, you can't it's unsee crazy. it. It's you crazy. You cannot unsee it. And this, isn't, this is not the only movie I've seen it in. Uh, she's, she's basically uh, what, researching vampires. Because um, some, somehow she doesn't know She got about there. Them. She got there. Um, but whenever she clicks, the mouse is just perfect, <laughs> perfectly floating over and perfectly clicking the thing. And I know that sounds insane listening to this, but it's worth looking it up to see to see what it's like. It, it is oh, so yeah. it's like, oh, somewhat they had a graphics team put this together. Yeah, it's not a real like footage of someone on a computer. No, um, um, which is just clear that they had to create the websites because these websites didn't exist that she was using. So yeah. they're like, let's just create the whole darn thing. <laughs> um, but you do get one of my favorite lines in when Edward shows back up. Okay. Or were you there yet? I don't know. Oh, okay. Um, my favorite line of the movie is when she says, "You know, your mood swings are starting to give me whiplash." Put that on my tombstone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm just going to jump forward to where she says he's a vampire because I can't really remember what happens in between. Yeah, that's fine. So they're in a forest, and he's like, say it. Say what I am. <laughs> a vampire. And, wow, she hit the nail on the friggin' head. He's a vampire. But Stephanie Myers changed a few things about a vampire. So a couple of things. The colons are vegetarian vampires, so they only eat animals. That's why their eyes are gold. All the other vampires' eyes are red because they drink human blood. Not only that, you've noticed they've been out at all hours of the day in the daylight and not burning up and dying. That's because they can be out in the daytime. Also, they never sleep. Also, when they do reach sunlight, their skin glitters. So they're even more beautiful than they already are apparently yeah and then according to the book not what we saw visually represented yeah (laughs) it's a monstrosity (laughs) (laughs) they can run comically fast jump comically high yeah uh they i believe in the books they can only be killed if you like dismember them and burn them um why don't you stick to the the i don't know why you wouldn't stick to garlic cross and then the the stake through the heart it's not sexy that can be pretty sexy. I don't know. I, I don't... <laughs> a stake through the heart? A stake through the heart could, like, really finish off the metaphors that are supposed to be presented in this book. so true. I Yeah, I don't know why she changed so much. Um, I think, well, the sun one makes a lot of sense in terms of it's easier for her to write the book mm-hmm. if they can be out at all times. Um, 
Bella, I got in trouble. I have to take yeah. night school. And sometimes, let me I just say. I met this vampire. Night school? Yeah, okay. Sorry. Sorry. I kind of blew over <laughs> it. That's funny. I, I am. There are times when um, creatures like these can be manipulated into making a better story. I'm like sure. all for that kind of stuff. Like, I like warm bodies. I really like the book. Can't really remember if the movie's good or not, but I like the movie for what it was. And it, the main character is a zombie who has feelings and emotions. Um, really loved how how they but took... But zombies are different because that's not no, folklore, you I'm, know? Well, it's considered folklore now. Vampires, zombies, werewolves, they're all up there, okay? Sure, zombies are not as old, but they're with them. Whenever people think of creatures, they get lumped together. Yeah. That's what I'm pulling from. So... I really like, like, it, it can be done. It can be good, used well. Uh, this is like, she changed stuff for the story, sure, but I feel like most of it is just convenient or to make them appear more beautiful. Yep. Don't really care about any of that. Not very fun to me. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so he's a vampire. She finds out, and then he continues to tell her that he can't live without her, and she's amazing and wonderful, and I would die without you, and if you ever die, I would die. And it's all forced. We haven't really been shown any of this, no. you know? Oh, and there's just so much, so much. After it's revealed that he's a vampire, so much exposition of them just walking in the forest talking. Yeah. Um, like So like you said, it's just all telling and no showing. Uh-huh. Just not interesting at all. At all. At all. So what happens after that? So, um, meanwhile, there's, there, there is this, another thing I just got to point out is, is he says he can read minds and they're at a restaurant at their first date. And so he looks at one person and says money. Then another, it says sex. Then another says money. Then another says sex. And then another says cat. Yeah. That doesn't count as reading minds. Oh, also, <laughs> you, you already... gave no specific <laughs> things. You said one word. You repeated it twice, and then <laughs> what? Did you just say that he can't read her mind, though? I didn't. That's... I I didn't feel like it, I cared enough about it. It's a it. it's a big deal. It's a big plot point. He can't read her mind. He's the no, only the, person. The big he can't payoffs read. in the next movie on the no reading yeah, of minds. It's yeah. Um, which I, I mean, can vampires read minds? Is that, or is that another no, new all, thing? In this series too, every vampire has a special power that comes. So not only are they a vampire, they have They're special like powers. Kind of. Alice can see in the future. Jasper can manipulate people's emotions. Don't remember the other ones. I think Emmett is just really strong. Cause I know they, they can like give people trances, which I don't know why they are not she what didn't double down on the no, trances she, she, that vampires can do. That would that be fun. Chose to give each vampire has their own unique superpower. Like the Volteri guy in New Moon can like by touching you has knows every thought that you've ever had. Dakota Fanning makes you feel pain without touching you. That's dumb. Just, it's all different. And I don't remember what Bella's was. So I'm curious to find out that one. What do you mean? Oh, wait. Um, anyway, so yeah. It, that's just weird. I, I, cause I'm trying, I'm also thinking of like the series we just covered, Harry Potter, like when she did classical, um, Mo like monsters and stuff she would she would kind of stick to what we know about them already and then maybe add like a twist to it see that's what i love that's the perfect that's the example. fun part about it yeah. um she might as well have just not done vampires and created a whole new creature yeah that's but I, very weird when you like break it down like that it doesn't make yeah. much sense the only thing that it's was, not the movie's fault but no and the only thing that makes sense to me that they are vamp like like actual vampires and that's in quotes but like they suck blood is uh you know they're a representation of lust 
But yeah. of course, I don't think that's what she's going for. Well, I think that is. You think so? Because the whole this whole sense. series is yeah. about not having sex till you get married. Yeah, that's true. So the, the I think she did think, oh, vampire, like they traditionally mean that, and but it's just crazy. Um, so let's just like skip, let's skip, skip, skip. So basically, they're together now, and they're accepted. Well, she's kind of accepted into the Colon family, and they go play baseball. <laughs> Do you want to go there? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, actually, two things. Uh, actually, three. Um, soundtrack of this movie, really good songs. A lot of them. Not all of them. It's very weird, though. Weird placement in weird spots. They use a Mute Math song in a spot that makes no sense. They got Muse. They got Radiohead. Yeah. Um, then we ha- when, um, when they go to Edward's house... There is the best scene in the movie, and I wanted to highlight this. It's when she's in his bedroom, and she's, like, just talking to him about, like, music he's listening to or whatever. And that scene literally kind of transported me to, like, when you were at a girl's house or guy's house that you liked, and you're, like, in in their bedroom, and they're, like, showing you your room or whatever, and how awkward that is. Yeah, they have That's chemistry. Like, they have, like, like actual chemistry, that, not sexual yeah, chemistry. That is the actual time where you're like, oh, this awkwardness that has been throughout this whole movie where like nothing makes sense. This is the first scene where I'm like, I actually understand what they're thinking and what's going on right now. Yeah. I can relate to this. Scene. Although it is funny that the, one of the first things she says is no bed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then there is a kiss that they have and it takes them, I don't know, two and a half minutes to touch lips. It's crazy. One of the most sexually charged kisses I've ever seen <laughs> on film. Um, and then there's a baseball scene. And f- and 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 it's crazy i mean it is crazy it's right up there with abbott and costellas who's on first routine as far as baseball <laughs> and this iconic is a, a good point a good time to bring up so most of this movie there's really no plot <laughs> yeah yeah I, I, yeah I had a note on that like <laughs> and i think it's when we were watching the movie we, we get to this point and we're like oh this is the plot because yeah. so it's like premise this is the premise move girl moves to a new town meets a boy the premise is three-fourths of the movie. Yeah. Oh, that's a good distinction. Yeah. Yeah. So we, like, the only, like, earlier on in the movie, prom's mentioned, but there's no importance given to it. I mean, it's a high school movie. If you want to give it importance, give it importance. Prom's yeah. important. But there's not really made important. Yeah. So it's like, okay, it's not about prom. Like, like that's not uh-huh. even a thing to look forward <laughs> yeah. to. And then... Also, throughout the movie, um, people are being murdered, and people are her her dad, uh, Bella's dad, is a policeman, and so he's like, "Oh, it's some kind of animals killing people." That's like so um, janky throughout the movie that you kind of forget that that's a thing and that we need to pay attention to it. Yeah. So that's not a through line. And then they get together, and it's like, okay, I guess this is like the beginning of their relationship. And they go play baseball, which they only play baseball on thunderstorms during thunderstorms because they hit the ball so hard, it's like thunder. Which is another crazy vampire thing. What is up with that? I can't explain that one. So these vampires that have been killing the people show up, yeah, and it's like, okay, this is what the movie's about because they're like, oh, you have a human with you. Yeah. Finally. We're like in the last, pretty much like beginning of second act, beginning of third act. Here. And then and then the, the the one guy who just, uh, the oh, I moved my arm and it looked like someone was in the window and That's I was kind scary. of freaked out for a second there. Um, the one guy's like, okay, I got to kill this girl. And it's just kind of, <laughs> the rules yeah. of this world are so ill-defined that it's like, 
oh, okay, I guess. Like, these vampires are fine with it, but these aren't. And I don't, I, and I know that they have made a distinction that one's good and one's bad, but it's just kind of like, okay, so the whole thrust of this movie is they're going to kill Bella because she hung out with them. But why wouldn't they? Why? Why, why do they care? Also, it's why don't they just go kill like, someone else? Like colon, the colons are like like they're educated, refined people, and these quote unquote bad guys are hippies. Yeah, that's like like that's it, we they feel very different, <laughs> and it's kind of it's. I mean, you're setting up this world, and you're setting up a class society already. Yeah, yeah. Like okay, they're hippies and they're lawless, and then you have the law abiding citizens. Yeah. And then the humans plays into it. Are you figuring this out? I don't. I just don't really. I just. It's just like (laughs) it's just. Sometimes I think that people like put people in costumes and I don't even think that of the significance. Uh Also, this is one of the. I think the only black person in the movie. Yeah. And I mean, I know he pretty much switches sides, but he's like a bad guy. Yeah. And um, but then he it's pretty quickly found out that he's like it's this other guy that's bad. I'm out. Yeah. You need to watch out for him, though. But then the next movie, he's bad again. Yeah. And that's, like, so far the only black person in this movie. <laughs> um, so then, yeah, so the guy wants... The other guy wants to kill Bella, and then they need to protect her. Yeah. And then and then they set her up to go to, like, a dance studio she went to. There's this big final battle. Yeah, they go back to Arizona. The cool she thing about bit. the final battle, I will say, is that... Um, it's they're all on wires and there's like hardly any CG. Yeah. Um, which is kind of cool. It does actually look kind of goofy because of the movements they're making, but it's like, oh yeah, they used to like put actors on wires instead of make them like CG flip around a room. And I I do appreciate I think in a a lot of the times when there's movies kind of like this, the protagonist never actually gets speed up, but she like gets a leg broken. She gets she like gets a artery punctured in her leg her femoral artery yes and then she gets bit by a vampire yeah which his so his venom's in her also venom yeah come what on. um <laughs> come but on. come on Mika. what are you doing <laughs> so uh edward has to suck the venom out apparently that is still good that's a fact still like you're yeah, not getting yeah, the cowboy rattlesnake thing <laughs> yeah. that, that is not correct. Yeah. Doesn't work. Um he has to be the one to suck the venom out of her. All that to say is she wakes up in a hospital and she's fine. Yeah. But but he he has a lot of trouble holding on because it's a metaphor for sex. Yeah. So he's trying not to do it. But. And then this kind of you know, in a way sets up the next movie. When, when she wakes up and she's fine and, and he's like, I did this to you by loving you. This is my yeah. fault that this all happened. But then she's like, you can't ever leave me. I can't live without you. And then they have this prom dance and he kisses her on the neck. Yeah. And then, and then it ends and it's like, it starts playing Radiohead. And the Victoria vampire is still alive when her lover has just been ripped to shreds. Yeah, and it kind of has like a cliffhanger thing that that's kind of like, oh yeah, who is this person again? <laughs> yeah, I mean like it, that that's a a good example of like if you haven't read the books, you'll be like, oh okay, so she is important. If you have read the books, it's kind of like, ooh, cool. Yeah, it's also a good example of like, oh, you should have cut that. Sure, because yeah. that's explained in the next movie. There's no need. Yeah. Um, that's the movie. We yeah. did get through. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. It was kind of fun to watch it. I had yeah. to say, 
I got pretty bored after about 45 so minutes. by the end. Which happened to me in New Moon as well. So I imagine New it's going to happen in all New Moon held my attention more than this one. It did. And I think it's because it's a better movie. Yeah, it, but I think you're throwing around that phrase a little too strongly. It's, better it's, movie? I'm not saying it's good. I know. It's better by like one point okay. for me. But we'll talk about it next week, folks. The fact that it looks way better That's makes helpful. it a lot better yeah. to me. Um, so don't forget, folks, my album is out. And I know that we have a few listeners on here. And I, well, actually, I don't know if you've listened to it or not. But if you haven't, go listen to it. Pretty, pretty, please. I think you would like it. There's so much cool stuff on there. Um, and just be safe out there. We love you guys. Um, this is a fun series and it's, we hope it brings you a little bit of joy yeah. in these weird times. And, and if you haven't listened to these, if you haven't watched these movies, don't worry about it. Just listen to the pod. Who cares? But also watch these movies. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we will be back next week with new moon. Oh, and we have a Twitter now, the Macaw podcast universe oh, Twitter. It's, yeah. um, Oh crap. I forgot the handle. Uh, I think it's called, uh, Macaw universe at macaw universe um i'll maybe correct that next week or put it i'll put it in the link description okay folks all right have a good one see ya bye